Hi, I'm John. And I'm Colin. And I'm Tucker's Bowling Fingers. This is Hold Up. This is the show where we talk about movies from long ago and not so long ago and see if they hold up. Oh, uh, hi ho officer. We've had a doozy of a day. We were just minding our own business, just doing chores around the house when kids started killing themselves all over my property. I never thought I'd say this, but I'm glad I'm not hung like a bear. I told you, Tucker. I'm zero with the ladies. They hate my face. Cue the theme, theme song. song. <laughs> You're a college girl, okay? They grew up with vacation homes and guys like me fixing their toilets. You are a good-looking man, more or less. You guys, uh, going camping? <laughs> it's so time, freaks! All right. I like little battles, little games. You go one on one, Jordan versus Bird, Tucker and Dale versus Evil. <laughs> That's a Brent Evil right there. 2010. So just getting into our decade or longer timeline here. Um. This was my selection for our month of October movies because not a horror fan. Um, but this movie I remembered and recalled back in the day, making me smile an awful lot. Um, so here's one uh, big area of uh oh, written and directed by Eli Craig, who is the son of Sally Field. Oscar winning actress, two time Oscar winner, Sally Field, everybody. <sighs> Wow! Yeah. Um, yeah. So Tyler Labine, Alan Tudyk, Katrina Bowden will round out most of who you know in this. Jesse Moss and uh, a few other people in this one. Likely um, names that you don't know, but faces that you do. Especially Tyler Labine and Alan Tudyk. You've, you've seen them around. They've definitely been around. Katrina oh, Bowden yeah. um, was on 30 Rock, so maybe people have caught her there. She's been in I, other stuff too. I can't recall. Oh it's, yeah, it's oh, like yeah. it's lower budget stuff like this, which is great for her. I don't know if she's doing anything anymore, but um, like I watched all of Thirty Rock, and she was she was like a great character on that show. She wasn't just a dumb blonde. Hmm. Right on. Oh no, she's still doing shit. She has like three things, four things coming out that are like in post production, and then she was doing things in twenty two and nineteen. Good for her. Nice. Oh, it's the um, soap so, opera, the bold and the beautiful. All uh, right. I take it back. <laughs> <laughs> so this movie, you know, without those big, big names um, behind the camera or in front of the camera, um, you don't really maybe have not heard of this movie or haven't seen it. I don't know. It's kind of become a cult classic uh, because it was made for five mil, only pulled in. Uh, maybe that much back in the box office, maybe a smidge more, you know, made a little bit of money. I think it would have started to crush a little bit more on, on DVD and maybe hopefully they're making some money now through streaming. Um, Eli Craig's an interesting uh, character because really he's only done three movies um, before this would have been the Tao of Pong, which was a short film. So this was really his first like feature directing. And then he didn't do anything else directing until little evil, in 2017 which is not very highly regarded but um so yeah very interesting um 
and, and maybe a place to start the discussion before we get into the, the synopsis of this was um, I thought it was pretty solid directing for a movie um, with this kind of budget. I did too. <clears throat> Colin commented on it like pretty quickly into the movie. I think in surprise about how uh, it seemed to be quite competent actually. I just thought it was going to be a lot more low budget, but they definitely spent money on like the uh, the look of the movie and the feel, um, which was so hilarious. Like this, I I had never heard about this movie ever in my life until uh, Brent and John had mentioned it to do it on the show. So it was really weird um, that I hadn't heard of it, and uh, it was definitely a humor which I enjoy. Um, whether this holds, holds up or not, I haven't laughed this hard in a very long time when I was watching a movie. Like, yeah, we can, we can account for that. There was like two moments when he was like <laughs> pissing himself laughing. I, Brent and I looked at each other and we were like, fuck yeah. It was <laughs> like, so good. Like, it was the chainsaw part was part of it. And I cannot yeah, the remember bees. the other big, the bees. And I can't remember the other, you, there, there was a two or three. You pretty much started laughing uncontrollably when he started chasing the kids with the with the chainsaw and you didn't stop until like after he was done pouring beer on his face. Which, <laughs> I, is I, which was awesome. also hilarious. All totally yeah. warranted too. That so this movie is about a group of teens um who want to go camping somewhere in Virginia and uh while well, at a um total horror movie cliche setup scene at a at a uh, gas station I guess it is with a, a corner store uh, they meet these two hillbilly looking guys Tucker and Dale uh, and then the movie flips everything on its head as we follow our actual heroes Tucker and Dale as they've just bought this little piece of property it seems sight unseen uh, but they just wanted a little vacation place to go to and they are definitely the rugged simple outdoors type men um, so yeah I guess they're a little hillbilly-ish but they, they don't play off of those uh, stereotypes in a bad way in this movie because you quickly grow to like this dynamic duo. Um, but unfortunately, their run-ins with the kids are perceived <laughs> that uh, they're actually evil dudes trying to kill them. So through a comedy of errors, a whole bunch of people die. None by murder, I might add. All accidents. <laughs> legit accidents. Self-inflicted um, accidents. Yeah, self-inflicted accident. Really, the only malicious uh, intent done is a couple of fingers get chopped off. Uh, so what'll happen? Will Tucker and Dale win as heroes or because they're being perceived as the evil murderers, will they get taken down? What'll happen? Dun, dun. So because evil. I'm going to say a lot of good things about this movie, I'm going to start with a negative thing. And like one, of the, one of the negative, I noticed it right away. Um, I've been noticing it more and more in, in TV shows and movies that I, I where there's a character that doesn't seem believable surrounded by all believable characters and it's the main teenager who like ends up being like the main you know antagonist chad uh, he just there's just nothing about him that seems his his acting it's i, th I think it might just be his performance so but, but it's bad this, the whole way through so uh, chad's character um has to go quite on a massive journey of like seeming normal and confident to seeming to lose it to becoming basically the the evil murderer ready to do anything right so it is a big arc that had to be covered um but i tend to go with you i just don't like how they did it 
his character is um, even more. Uh, it's not cheesy because all the characters are like they're the aloof teenagers, right? That you you've come used to seeing, but his is just this whole other level of like, what the fuck? And I I don't like it. No, <clears throat> he's a different character. He's a he's a character from a different movie. Maybe that's yeah, that's a better way of putting it than I did, Brent. It's a uh, because there does seem to be a degree of excess uh, in that character. But I think it is just the playing him because the rest of the movie is completely competent as far as dialogue and humor and everything else goes. But I think yeah. everyone else just pulls it off better. And maybe this kid was, I don't know, you know, going for something that didn't work. Anyways. I think they told him that he... Like, the problem is, is that we don't have enough information to know that why he doesn't like hillbillies. So, like, that, and that's also just comes off as explain a log and stupid later, his explanation. So, that's supposed to explain why he's been acting so, so mustache twisting fake the whole time was because this happened to him in his past. But, but even once you know that, it still doesn't feel like it plays correctly. I just don't think you needed it. Like the you, like yeah. I, I just think you needed that kid to be the leader and he wanted to save all his friends and he was like going to do something about these hillbillies that are killing them all and that's it. There didn't have to be any demon possession. There didn't have to be any of that kind of thing. You know, the, it could have been it could have been on some kind of a burial ground or something as simple as that and that's why all of all of the the evil is happening. But like it didn't need to have that much backstory. Like the movie is just good enough by itself. Um, uh, it's just I think he's short there and funny. because the idea of all these kids killing themselves is obviously like pretty hilarious and pretty like you know out there. Um, yeah. And I find that I mean the possibility exists. How about that? That that character is there as a bridge gap between that because he's always pushing the story it was his um that made them go to that location it's always him pushing the next action for the next scene right so mm. maybe that excessive um bullshit uh that he's not doing well is really there just to to kind of give uh, a bit of support to what we're already witnessing as like pretty crazy because this movie when you tell somebody the idea of this movie if you just say oh it's a bunch of college kids and they just are accidentally killing themselves and there's these two guys that are like kind of caught up in the middle of it and just like totally losing their shit that sounds like it'd be good for maybe 15 minutes right but yeah. this movie holds your attention for like the hour and a half whatever it is so um I think that might be that link. I know, but he his character. Or I'm proposing been, that as an idea. How about his, that? His yeah. character can be his character could have been doing the same thing. Um, there's got to be a leader of the college kids, and like you said, there has to be someone moving the story forward. Kidnapping, he kidnaps Tucker. Do you know all of that stuff is great? He his motive just should be that he's like a bigot who's narrow-minded and thinks all hillbillies are this one thing and no matter what happens or or what his friends say to him he just ignores it and blindly is like not gonna put up with their hillbillies killing his friends 
you know, that's like, and it would have still been the same thing, right? They they kidnapped they because they kidnapped Tucker to get her back, the girl back. So all of that, I think all of that still plays. If you if you just yeah. take take that away, I think you're right. You you do need someone driving the story for it, though. Like a hundred percent, yeah, definitely. And it doesn't yeah. need to be like some maniacal fucking craziness. I don't mind though that there's that um, that draws because, but it's not like supernatural, is it? Isn't it just like a like a genetic family thing that's being passed down, like this fucking redneck mental illness or something? Yeah, but why is that cop keep acting like like? Because the cop seems to. So one of the funnier scenes. There's so many funny scenes, but one of the, one of the things this movie does that is so great uh, is it takes that that those scenes where two people are doing something and it looks bad, but that's not what they're doing, <laughs> and someone catches them. It's like the most it's the oldest premise in the world for comedy, but they do it so well in this movie. They do, and the it's because of the acting, the expressions on the faces, the long awkward pauses. And um, they do it. Uh, they do it in the bathroom. Oh no, they do it in the truck when he's bending over to get his beer, and it looks like he's giving head. <laughs> and then they yeah. say they're gonna go to the cabin for some man time. <laughs> yeah, all of that yeah. shit is brilliant. So yeah, anyway, Will has his shirt off in the cabin. They're like, hey, <laughs> it's just good. Like that's just how it's like. The situation was funny. How it happened was believable and funny. Like it all hit so yeah. so well. And then when they do it again later, when they're dragging the body out of the um, wood chipper, yeah, and the cop pulls right up, and they're still holding on to his legs. That is like hilarious. But the thing was, is the cop Dale see, never lets the legs go. No, I know. He holds and, them through the entire police interaction. Yeah, yeah. and then, <laughs> and then, so the other thing that kind of throw, throws me a little bit is like, but I thought it was funny and it worked. But that cop seems to think believes them that that was true. He he doesn't doubt it. He's not going to arrest them, but no. he seems to know something weird is going on up there, and that that this was going to happen. He's like, I knew this was going to happen. Is that ever addressed in the movie? Like I don't is know. there? I didn't read into that. that. Is there? I, I'm not is really there, sure of the dialogue. He 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 told them not to. They shouldn't go up there. And then they went up there, and all this trouble happened. And he's like, "I told you guys, this place is like cursed or something." Yeah. Was, well, so is that addressed the whole, in the movie? Yeah. Well, that's what. This is the weird way it ties together, and it doesn't need to. But there was the Memorial Day massacre, um, which is what the the cop kind of warns him about. Like just saying that's like the stuff that's gone on up there. Yeah, um, people don't generally want to be where horrible fucking oh, shit's going. You down. know what? Oh my god! And you that know is, what? I found a solution. You could have had a big, big massacre better than what they had in this one because it wasn't enough. Because I forgot about <laughs> we have it. Our own massacre better than this. One. You got to have a bigger. <laughs> no, but they could have had something a little bit bigger happen at the beginning of the movie, and then when that that kid, the leader kid of the college kids is like all the shit's happening. You can just hear voices whispering to him, like kill him or whatever. And it's like the land because of the, like what Brent, Brent said, some massacre happened on it. So there are some evil spirits there. That's or it all could just be needed. him losing his mind a little bit. Like even that would be, would be better. Um, like this whole where uh, the, uh, Buddy thinks it's his parents, his mom was, his dad was massacred. 
But then at the end, through this newspaper clipping, you learn that it was his dad that actually massacred people, and he has that. That's crazy also bad. Thing. It's also I just, bad. I don't I, eat yeah, that for like, my brain immediately. I don't. Until you just I know. Said like, it. It's unnecessarily complicated. Like he could have, he could have actually just said, "My parents were killed by a, a hillbilly murderer, and I'm not going to let it a happen." A drunk and driver. Been like fine, yeah. I don't care. Good. Like that. Whatever. Just get me to him. Like snapping a bit more, um, and in a better way. So yeah, that was a little unnecessary. Yeah, I mean, if we want to come out of the gate swinging at the shit of this movie, uh, it's yeah. not perfect. That's for damn sure. No, but the thing is, the great thing is, is that the rest of the movie is is so funny and the acting, and I like the characters, enjoy watching them so much and stuff. I feel like it really overcomes a lot of that, and um, that gets to be an annoyance or a speed bump. But but I don't no don't really necessarily think it takes a train off the rails. Um, I I mean I've like I said I've never laughed so hard I haven't laughed so hard in years. Um, <laughs> like it, there's some really brilliant comedy in this. Um, I can't believe this is so old too because it feels fresh watching it now. Did you guys I get that sense? Yeah, it, it yeah, would because it's cause, shot cleanly. Yeah, and the humor has. Not really anything to do with the timeliness of it. I mean, no. maybe you could say that that joke at the beginning with the guy on the guy blowjob thing. Maybe you could say that that's like a dated joke and like the, the you got to keep that. No, don't I don't. I don't even think it is because uh, being caught by a cop uh, as a giving a blowjob is always going to be a bad scene. Yeah, doesn't matter uh, if it's a hetero couple or not. And they're so. in like the backwater too, so. Yeah, like there's obviously a less acceptance. <laughs> well, or more people don't live there for fucking no reason. They like to be hidden <laughs> oh, and just butt yeah, fucking the mud. Great point. Great point. Um, yeah, the humor just felt very, very snappy to me and fun. Yeah. Um, and the there the, it was gory. It was slightly gory. The well, two that's guys why I think... that are leading the the two stars carry this movie perfectly oh they're I mean, bromance without them great. without them it doesn't work yeah um not that it's a bad script and they they pull it together but they are so good together um that if you did take them apart i think you do you have a you have a fucking broken movie i know when like when, when so they brilliant, man. when they're shit talking each other it's not out of malicious intent it's honesty you're dumb as fuck and he is he says he's dumb and he kind of is even though he's got this photographic memory which is an interesting little detail in the movie yeah, I love just that. to reinforce the whole don't judge a book by its cover sub message of this film right that theme is is ripping is like front yeah. and center in this film uh, and he's that's an excellent way to do it but he's he is uh, intelligent, got a good brain on him. Yeah, I like the idea of that too because because it was his upbringing and his and his um you know his upbringing by his parents or whatever happened that they didn't recognize his genius, so it just went to waste. He he did that. He dropped out of school. I think he said at grade three. Yeah, and yeah. so and it yeah so like it, he, this genius and has just been missed by everyone. No one seemed to notice it. And then Tucker is completely capable, right? But fucks up all the time and has bad luck shit happen to him. So yeah. he doesn't come off as perfect or too arrogant for his station either. He comes he, off the way he is. And and um, Dale sometimes, um, um, 
Dale sometimes uh, gets the better of him, but not in a malicious way. He usually asks some questions that that uh, Tucker can't answer, right? You don't have an answer to that. Fuck you, man. And like, off they go. There's not any much swearing in this movie either, so that's not what they say. But These guys are lovable idiots. Yeah, that's, that's what the, it is. Yes, absolutely. Which is why, it, if for some reason, when this movie opens and it has the, uh, the kids and you're starting to get the sense of what it's trying to set up and follow those cliches, and then the minute you start following Tucker and Dale... I don't know. It's that little delay at the front before meeting them. But when you jump in with them and you jump in so hard and funny as they do, it just that instantly makes me like really like them. And then over the next like 20 minutes, you're like, it's just more of their relationship. And it's I don't know. They managed to do this great thing that doesn't sound like annoying banter. Um, it, um, it it sounds funny and pleasant and, and awesome. And it makes them seem like they have a good relationship, not just they're these two actors trying to play these two characters. It gives it real heart and real, um, you connect with them way more. It's so rare for a movie like this small and, and budget. So, yeah. I think, I mean, the writing takes us a long way too because the dialogue is really simplistic. It's not It's not Shakespeare. Like, he's like, that one guy's down on himself because he doesn't think he's good around girls. And then the guy's like, you're crazy. You're great with girls. Do you know what I mean? So, but it's but it's the performances and stuff that are so fun. It feels kind of like that whole um, the um, the stuff that goes on in um, the movie with Vince Vaughn and uh, John Favreau. Uh, oh, uh, pl- uh, not players. Um, uh, swingers. Uh, swingers. Swingers. So, so there's yeah. this very swingers um, like bromance element to this, where like you're a bear, man. You're a fucking bear. All that yeah. stuff. That's what yeah. he is to Dale and. The great thing is, is that um, I was worried, really worried <laughs> when we were watching the movie. I think I, I definitely asked a couple of times and no one would say, but that she, the the beautiful, what's her name again? Who, um, uh, I can't Katrina? Recall. Yeah, Katrina is the actress's name. Uh yeah, Al, yeah, Katrina Bono, Allison Alley is her character. So Alley, that Alley was falling and falling for Dale. And I was like, are they are they pushing the the, the Ali Dale are going to end up together uh, story? And then what what because, did you think uh, when that did happen? Well, I didn't mind it, shockingly. And I think the reason why is because I could kind of see why she likes him. Because he is smart and, and he's fun. And like he took care of her. And I think it's a bit of a Florence Nightingale syndrome thing. These guys, these guys are unusually um, good people. And he's a bigger guy and stuff, but I don't know. Like, it didn't bother me. Yeah, he's going to put a ton of weight down on that fuck. He's going to be able to drive it home. Well, she likes to rock the a fly and all buttons open look on her jean shorts um, just to get that low belly profile yeah. on there. I'm but uh, but I I you know what I don't know I forgave it I thought that it was okay I I it, I kind of did feel believable in a weird way. Well, I see. I also I um I didn't think I would like it, but I ended up liking it well enough just because it wasn't out of nowhere that he suddenly just gets the girl, and it wasn't just this. They don't just show like them having this this physical attraction. There's this slow build where he gets to like reveal himself and through his actions and that's what she ends up being into um and she ends up being a deeper person as well than just the just the for show blonde right so he kind of gets like more into that 
Um, so yeah, it's it's uh, maybe unbelievable to some, but I don't mind that it happened that way. No, relationships like that happen all the time. Like I said when we were watching this, if you can buy into Jack Nicholson and Helen Hunt in that movie, then this is a fucking easy sell, right? So Dale's lovable. Their age is the same. Like all you're talking about really here is a, is a weight difference. And like we got to be able to look past that. Yeah. Right. So yeah, I buy this. I buy this romance. Um, and I'm fucking proud of Dale. And I'm proud Dale. of her. It gets sold. It gets sold to you. And you are sold by the end. And it, and it does work. Once again, even if that's just the writing, then that just means it's great screenwriting and fucking a. They made they made that to, to, the fact that they made that work like so subtly. He saves her life many times, and like she saves his life too. I mean, that, all of that is such a big thing for them to go through. Do you know what I mean? And she, they clearly care about each other after going through an experience like that. It just fucking works, and it's funny too. The the, the cute and funny at the end. When they're sitting there, what are they at a bowling alley? <laughs> they, yeah. yeah, yeah, and uh, she, I think he, she kisses him. Yeah, she does. Yeah, yep. she, she knows he wants to kiss her, and so she does it first. Like he's he's, gonna, tr- he's trying to babble through asking her out, and right on a date. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So it, it's, uh, cute. it's cute. It is cute. Yeah, and then like, I mean, then to go back through like most of the meat of the movie, it's just. Each situation where the kids end up killing themselves trying to attack these guys and how all the misunderstandings happen, they did a, just a, a good enough job to set each one up and um, and play it out. Uh, it, it all ends up being something like, holy shit, that's just wacky. You don't spend too much time thinking like, how did this happen? Um, or, oh no, that doesn't make any sense at all. Like the, the, you can see why the kids get so worked up under the, you know, the extra pressure that Jesse and his storytelling and all that stuff or not Jesse, sorry, Chad <laughs> and all this stuff, um, puts yeah. on them. It, it just, it, it keeps everything moving along and people dying in hilarious ways. And by the end of this, when you realize that it's just the ax chopping uh, the fingers off is the only thing done from one person to another with like malicious intent. The rest of it is all like complete and utter accidents, which includes man jumping headfirst into a wood chipper and uh, another guy impaling himself on a spear with a crazy charge attack. Pretty good. Love it. That was crazy. (laughs) And I love how he slides down on top of Dale. Yeah. Slowly. And this blood everywhere. (laughs) That was really funny. <laughs> this movie's not scary. Um, I would say that the only thing is it's not scary, but who cares? It's so funny. Who gives a shit? Yeah, it's not scary. It's it's, gra- um, it's graphic. It's fairly it's graphic. I, I'd still yeah. call this a horror movie because it's just a horror comedy. It's one of these great, um, these yeah. great rare ones that come out that like give you some laugh out loud laughs with either scares or, or gore or whatever you want in the, in the genre. And like, this is a type of horror movie I can get behind because it kind of makes fun of itself. Um, and the whole genre while still being like, but they're like good, exciting things about it. And it's kind of like the best of both worlds and it's on the nose and it's, it's satire or not satire, but it's, it's on the nose and it's also paying homage at the same time. So there, there's so many people who do this poorly. Um, like think of all of the scary movie movies They're They try and do something similar to this and they're so bad. I mean, the first one maybe is kind of okay, but not, not as good as this. Like yeah. this does so many people try and pull this off all of the time and, uh, don't. 
And these guys pulled it off. Like fucking A, whoever made this. Great job. Yeah. It totally holds up. Calling it? Yeah, absolutely. I also want to say that back to back almost, I watched this movie and a new movie called Deadstream. And Deadstream is similar to this and it's fucking great. So you should watch both of those movies, this and Deadstream, like right away for Halloween. Perfect time. Yeah, Deadstream is great. Yeah. Yeah, and brand new. And you haven't seen Tucker and Dale, then you just kind of spoiled the movie for yourself, didn't you? Didn't you? What do you got, Brandon, for calling it? Um, this is not a long movie or a complicated one, so I'm not sure how much no. more we need to give um, her. I I love this one. I like this movie. I've Like I said, I was telling Colin before, I bought this movie. I don't own very many movies, but I own this. Um, <laughs> I, I've always loved this movie. I love Halloween. I love horror movies. And since I was a kid, my favorite shit was always comedy horror because, I mean, you know, it, it's it's such a good balance of those two fucking pivotal parts of the, you know, of a movie real feeling is, is that that's, that fear and that fucking humor captures you more than anything else. So I love it. All my thumbs up, all three thumbs right sticking up in the air. That's your dick, dude. Angles. Put it away. Sorry, sorry, sorry. Two thumbs up and, and a my dick. penis. <laughs> nice. Um, yeah, what else can I say? I mean, we, we actually, it was funny how Colin uh, kind of opened up with talking about some downsides of things. And it's another testament to this movie that, um, it's another testament to this movie that it, it can overcome the, the kind of main bad guy character, Chad, who none of us really liked. Um, and so it, that it can do that is like kind of amazing to me. So yeah. I'm going to say also that it holds up. Um, and I think this is just a classic, like this is going to go down as one of the ones that I could rewatch numerous times. It's just, you don't have to think that hard about it. The structure of the movie makes sense and is put together. It's making fun of horror movies, which I've said many times over the past couple and not my jam. Um, and, but I'm going to watch it and this is a horror movie. Absolutely. So it, it kind of fits within that genre and it's, it's super funny, man. It's got, it's just got that heart. It puts all those main ingredients together with competent directing. It looks good for the budget they did. It looks great. Um, so yeah, I like all of those things very much. Yeah. Like, and everybody, anybody who's listened to this podcast knows I don't let that shit slide lightly. I've said does, doesn't hold up for all of the things that this movie has. And uh, for some some reason, this movie overcomes it, overcomes those things that many other movies couldn't couldn't uh, land the plane. But even um, with the mistake of of Chad, yeah, that's what I mean. Um, still, like, still is like not just a hold up, but like a, a, a it's a must watch. This is a must watch movie. Yeah, I, I agree, and I would also agree with Deadstream being a must watch too. Um, like, I can't believe that somebody made a really good movie uh, in 2022. And I can't believe it was this comedy slash horror movie that I think it's on. Uh, I can't remember the uh, it's a it's a it's a original movie of a of a streaming service, uh, horror streaming service. I think it's uh, Shudder. It's called Shudder. Oh, anyway, yeah, okay. I th- got like a 92 percent or something in Rotten Tomatoes as well. So like the critics are loving it, too. It's right um, on. so watch that one as well. Watch them right. both. 
back to back. I think we will. I think I will. Um, there was talk of a sequel for this movie, but they don't seem to be able to figure it out. <laughs> no, um, don't do it. Don't just leave it alone. And this is one of the ones that, like, if you were to do a sequel, and I'm, I don't think you should. Like this, you le- you're left wanting more, and I think just leave it at that. But if you did a sequel for these two guys, I think you could pivot out of the horror genre into something else, and these two guys would stand up as buddies in a buddy comedy of some kind, um, where you can have. Katrina Bowden back as uh, as Dale's um, love interest, and then give Tucker a nice fella to to get his arms around. That would be great. I, I just would never let him go down that road. I think it's no. a mistake. And it just they're trying just leave this alone. It's a gem. Yeah, I think I, it just is. It just is. And come and you up don't with another idea and put them all in it, and all three yeah. of them in it. Kind of like what they did with Shaun of the Dead, where. Well, you know, they kind of have their own little trilogy of different movies. Um, uh, Hot Fuzz and uh, the the world's best bar. I can't remember. Oh, World's End. Yeah. yeah, like do something like that. I mean, that's to me is much smarter than having Shaun of the Dead two and Shaun of the Dead three. Agreed. Which uh, I'm agreed. assuming is why they did that. I mean, that would be the only thing that makes sense is because I guarantee you, the studio is begging them to do a sequel. Yeah. Yeah, I like. Uh, well, I mean, Simon Pegg and um, oh shit, what's his name? Um, I can never remember his name, but oh, I'm so sorry. About. Yeah. Anyway, the pair of them. Uh, I like how they changed their characters throughout the movies too. Where one yeah. guy was the cool, big ticket guy, and then they'd switch, and then they'd change again. It's it's always good. So yeah, yeah. Okay, so uh, actors, you keep on acting, but otherwise, uh, don't do a Tucker and Dale reboot ever. Okay, next week. We're going to go to the cabin in the woods and figure that one out. And as we wrap up that horror end of horror October movie, we're going to let you know what's coming up for November movies. So we'll figure some of that out. We'll let you know. Okay. I want to do The Wedding Singer. Oh, The Wedding Singer. Yeah, because I think The Wedding Singer might hold up. Oh, my God. All right. Let's give her. Adam Sandler and uh, uh, Drew Drew Barrymore, Barrymore. right? Yep. And fucking everybody else is in that movie too. There's tons of cameos. There is. There yeah. is. All right. Well, maybe we'll get something good out of Adam Sandler yet. That's uh, yet to be seen though. So we'll line some stuff up in November. Let you know about that after next week's episode. Thanks for coming out, everybody. It's a pleasure to have you. We'll see you next time. And as always, enjoy your shit. Thanks for listening, everyone. Make sure you follow us on Instagram. Our handle is holdup underscore podcast. You can fire us a comment or two, add a movie to our wish list, and we always post a hint about our next episode in the middle of the week. Feel free to drop us an email directly if you've got some feedback for us. Our email is podcast.holdup at gmail.com. Our podcast can be found where most podcasts are these days. Podbean, iTunes, Google Play Music, Spotify, and Player FM.